Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to the NC podcast. Thank you for coming back and joining me today. My name is Natasha Collins, hence the NC. And in this podcast, I discuss everything property investment and the lifestyle that goes around it. I am also the founder of NC Real Estate's Members Club for property investors to come and build property portfolios that completely align with their goals. Oh, it's been a busy week this week. I wanted to start by saying you've probably just noticed that I've dropped the real estate from the NCU Real Estate Podcast. It is still exactly the same podcast, but I thought it'd be a little bit better if we dropped that the real estate so we can talk about property investing, we can talk about the lifestyle that goes around it, and we'll just have the NC podcast. So it's all encompassing. As you know from previous episodes, my friends, my family have come on, my industry colleagues come and talk to me. It really is a collaboration between a lot of different guests and the people that I really res- respect and admire within the industry. So I think it's important that in the title of my podcast, I make it so that it is that all encompassing space to be but it's still the same it's still me it's still everything I've done before plus a little bit extra so I hope you enjoy the change the other thing that I have done if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you don't now's your chance I've updated my handle to at Natasha C Collins and the reason for that is because I felt like for a little bit of time I was hiding behind the NC real estate brand and that might sound crazy to some of you who do talk to me regularly you know who I am you know what I'm all about and you do get the personal side of me but sometimes being NC real estate on my Twitter and Instagram has meant that I wanted to keep it really corporate and I don't always think that's the way that I should uh, go and produce things because after all you follow me because you want to see what's going on in my life and Instagram more than anything is full of stories of the fact that the first thing in the morning I go out for a walk with my dog and then during the day I'm working and the things that I get up to around the side of that as well and I thought that it was kind of appropriate now to start sharing that with you in my Insta handles and my Twitter. Um, so if you are following me and you're thinking, where has NC Real Estate gone? Nowhere. Still the same. Uh, it's just under the handle at Natasha C. Collins. And if you didn't follow me before and you want to, be my guest. Come over and join. Come and follow me. And of course, everything on Facebook stays exactly the same. So the Property Investment Mastery Group still stays the same. And there are some awesome, awesome, awesome conversations going on over there. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later um, because I've got some great questions from members of the uh, Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. But I thought I'd start off by showing you that things are changing, but I think they're changing for the better. And I want to show you the more authentic side of Natasha Collins. And I think you will really, really enjoy it. Any feedback you've got on this is always, always taken with, oh my gosh, I love it that you're giving me your honest opinions. So if you do want to get in contact with me, then I will put all of the details of how you can do that in the show notes below. The other thing that's changed, if you haven't noticed, but I'm going to hope that you have, is that this podcast is being produced professionally. (gasps) We've changed just over 70 episodes in and it's now 
is now going a little bit more professional. So I hope you like it. Again, I want to hear your feedback. I want to see if you're as excited about doing this as I am. It's something that I really wanted to incorporate into my business. And I wanted to make it that uh, more professional sounding. And it's really, really, really exciting. So again, feedback, please. Very, very, very welcome. What else has been going on? Oh, this morning, I woke up to an amazing text message from one of my members who has just had an offer accepted on a property at uh, a real good deal. And this is the sort of stuff that I love celebrating. So do remember that if you're following me on any one of my social media handles, let us let me know when you have got something awesome going on. And I will share with you the amazing things that my members in the members club are achieving because I was just so astounded that member's only been with me for a little over six weeks and we put in place a strategy, we put the goals together, uh, we really discussed where the money was coming from, how that was going to work. And now six weeks in and we're only what? couple of weeks into the new year he's already been out he's agreed a fantastic deal and that's going to be a great cash flowing property I don't want to jinx it for him so I'll give you the specifics when it happens but I am so proud that's the sort of thing I absolutely love waking up to so there's been awesome awesome things going on this week and I have just started the year in such a positive way so today, what are we talking about? What is the main section of what I'm going to be talking about? Well, 10 reasons for investing in property in 2019. I think we need to discuss this. All I hear is, Natasha, is buy to let dead? Should I actually be investing? Oh, I am pushing pause on this because I don't know what's going to happen in the property market due to Brexit or whatever other excuse you want to give me. Other people are just fed up with it. Okay, if you're fed up with it, maybe 2019 isn't the year for you to be investing. But if you're not fed up with it and you still think, you know what, I've got a little bit of a bit of a drive to go and buy a property this year. Let me tell you why it's a really, really good idea. And even if you're a bit on the fence with it, this might help you make a decision. Because what I don't want you to do is think that there's loads of different things going on in the market and that you might as well just pull the plug on it. Because if everybody did that, then no one would be making money in property investment. And there is still a lot of people uh, making money in property investment. In fact, to a certain extent, I was talking to one of my friends who invests in, over here in the States in New Jersey this week. Um, and he came to see me because number one, he bought himself a flash new car. And I think he wanted to show me that, my gosh, I've just done a really good property deal on Tasha. This is what happened because of it. And of course, always pleased for him. But the other thing was, is that someone had told him six months ago that the American property market was crashing and that he might as well take his money out. And in the following six months, he has made far more money than he ever made before and based upon him knowing his area really well and doing great deals I see the same in the UK people are still making money so if you are prepared to put in the work there is still deals to be had um, and I'm going to get my friend on the podcast in a couple of weeks time when uh, when he will come over and join me if he's got time so that aside let's have a look at the reasons you should be investing right now so first things first as always, you get higher returns than in the bank. My gosh, if you're putting money in the bank at the moment, 
what what are our interest rates? Anybody getting high interest rates? I'm certainly not. I don't think I make anything really on the money that I've got in the bank. Um, I make more money on having a rewards account with NatWest, which all my bills go through, and they give me a couple of percent cashback than I do having money in my savings account. If you're going to have money in a bank, you might as well do that. And property investors, actually, I do advise you to do that. It's worked really well for me, even though it's what, 10 to 30 pounds a quarter that I get back in cashback rewards. Uh, it's more than my interest rate. So, um, Oh, that's a really good tip as a side note. But yes, you do. You're getting higher returns than in the bank. And the property market in the UK is forecast to grow between 2 to 4% on average in 2019. And there are some areas which are way outstripping that. If you look at places like the East Midlands around Sheffield, those property prices have been climbing because there's demand there from investors who actually see, wow, I can get uh, properties for pretty cheap price, but rents are rents are creeping up. So that's creating demand in the area. And of course, when there's demand in the area, that's when your property prices are going to go up. So I would advise having a look at what's going on in your local, local area. And if you have a specific area that you're investing in you can do a little bit of research have a look at the supply and demand in the market because that is what drives property prices and if there is demand for a certain type of property why don't you buy something that maybe needs a little bit of work that other people aren't specifically looking at and use that use that to add value and then you can capitalize on growth which of course is more money than you would get from having your money in the bank unless I mean, you might have a really huge property portfolio and be cashing in all your cash back. I mean, who knows? But of course, of course, property is growing this year higher than interest rates are giving in the bank. Um, interest rates are always a good thing to keep an eye on. But come on, you know, if you can if you can make your money grow, that's a really good thing. I've got an investment at the moment where I have loaned money on it. Some of you have seen that. I talked about it in the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. And that's got an 18% return. There were comments that, oh my gosh, Natasha, it's very risky that you're doing that. But hey, you have to create risks uh, in order to make money. You know what? If, if it, money is money at the end of the day. I get that we work really hard for it. But if that deal was to fall over and I didn't get the money back, at least I tried. It would be a blow, yes, but I can keep making more money. I've got systems in place to be able to do that and I have confidence in myself. So have confidence in yourself that you're making good decisions and that the decision will pay off in the end. Number two for the reason that you should be investing in property in 2019 is with market uncertainty, there is a bargain to be had because people are getting incredibly worried about what's going on in local markets and that's causing them to make panicky decisions. And when people are panicking, it means that uh, they're not thinking correctly, they just wanna act quickly, rash decisions, you know, get this property off my hands if that's something that needs to happen. Or they'll be thinking, you know, whatever offer comes in, I'm just going to accept it. As a property investor, use that to your advantage. If you can be the person that plays it absolutely cool over the next 12 months and go in and negotiate well, just play your cards when they're needed to be played and 
negotiate yourself a really, really good deal, you could bag yourself a real bargain. Yeah, of course, market, market uncertainty means that, okay, we could see a drop. We could see a drop. But you should be buying property that is risk-proof so that it could accommodate that drop if there is a drop in the market and you just sit tight on it until the market picks back up again. That's what you should be buying for at the moment. That's a really good tip. Remember that. Sit tight on it if the market drops. Do not ever, ever sell your properties in a panic. It's seriously the worst idea. You need to always sell your properties when they're looking awesome and when the market is creeping up. Not when it's at the top of the market or the bottom of the market. When it's on an incline, that's the point where you go, hmm, okay, there's people who are really getting into the market now. They think they want to get a deal, but okay, we're not at the top of the market yet. That's fine. Sell it then because you've got enough buyers who are going to take it off of you and you never know, you might get into the bidding war. So you're going to have to be buying to accommodate that. Number three, the country needs more good landlords. If you are interested in being a property investor and you care about looking after your tenants and providing safe, comfortable accommodation, the country needs you as a landlord. Landlords get such bad press. They really do. And you have to look after the people who are living in your properties. You can't be allowing water to be running through the ceiling. You can't be allowing for uh, no heating, no hot water, moldy, damp, old, horrible properties. You can't be allowing for that at all. But if you care, if you really care and you want to provide good properties then the property investment industry is for you and we need you in it so if you're making that decision please come and join number four portfolio landlords are selling up due to tax changes well we've seen this we know the taxes are changing we know that over the next couple of years we are no longer going to be able to deduct mortgage interest from our rental profits which is annoying it's frustrating it's something that property investors talk to me about on a daily basis if I had a pound for every time a property investor asked me about it I would be a very wealthy woman and wouldn't need to (laughs) probably invest in property anymore um but what this is meaning is that people are changing their investment strategies because If you're going to now be taxed incredibly highly because you've got a highly leveraged portfolio where you're going to be paying hefty, hefty um, interest rate, uh, mortgage interest on it. And also remember that at the moment we've got mortgage stress tests, which means that we can only borrow up to a certain amount. So if you are a landlord who has a real high loan to value, not a really good rental income, and you're trying to get remortgaged onto a better interest rate, it's probably not going to happen for you right now. So that it makes more sense for that landlord to dispose of that property so they're not paying the really high interest rates. And then they can uh, use that money to either plow back into paying down some other of their mortgages or buy a better investment. So it doesn't mean that these properties that these portfolio landlords are disposing of aren't good. It just means it just does not work for them anymore. And you can sweep in and think, okay, well, here is a property investment that works incredibly well, or at least it's got some sort of investment coming, uh, 
rental income coming in. I'm going to buy this and I am then going to make it a better version of what it is today. And you'll be surprised, you know, you think other property investors and landlords are the same as you and they really, really just want the top of the market, you know, pay me the best price. It's not always what they want. Sometimes they just want to get rid of it and make sure they make a little bit of profit that covers their costs. So you could go in and do a good deal. You could even buy a couple of properties off of them. So use that to use that to your advantage number five lending is still pretty cheap you can get buy to let mortgages from as low as 1.69 percent i checked last night before recording this podcast and the post office is still offering that on 75 percent mortgages If you are not investing in a limited company, I know a lot of you now are because of the tax changes, but if you're not, if you've still got a little bit of room in your income to invest in uh, a property in your own name, why not snap up these cheap fixed terms? Because you're not going to get lending this cheap for a while. I think coming forward and in 2019, we might see interest rates start to creep up. So if you're sitting on the fence about what to do, why not get in contact with your mortgage lenders first? See if you can speak to a broker or even phone your bank and see what rates they're offering you. Because if you can fix in for the next two years at 1.69% or just below 2%, you know, get yourself a really good deal, you're going to be making more money. And even if in two years time, interest rates go up and you think, oh, okay, this doesn't work so well. In two years time, what you could then do, you'd hope that the property that you bought and please buy to uh, increase the value of your property. But saying that the property value has gone up in two years when you come to remortgage, rather than looking at pulling money out, remortgage at that higher value, reduce your loan to value and fix in on a lower interest rate again. So you can be really tactical with that, but take advantage because these interest rates aren't going to be around forever. And I know people have been saying this since the um, interest rates dropped a couple of years ago and we all went out there and we were like, yes, I'm getting all of my property portfolios on a a sub 2% mortgage, which I did, I was the same. And we've been playing around with that As of last year, we saw interest rates creep up and the Bank of England base rate go to 0.75%. It may not sound a lot, but because we can see that the stress tests are coming in and we have to stress test our mortgages against 5.5% for buy-to-let investors and somewhere around 8% for homeowners, that suggests that at some point these interest rates are going to go up. So make sure that you are looking at how you can capitalize on these cheaper rates. Number six, and I put this as, this is a personal reason that I like being involved in property investment. And it's something I didn't realize when I first got into property investment that I enjoyed. Usually I like the paperwork and the strategy. I know a lot of people will be going, that is the worst part of property investment for me. I love, 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 love the renovation side of things. I really like going online and looking at Wayfair or other online uh, online furniture stores and dressing my properties to make them look beautiful. And if that is something that you enjoy doing, then why not use all of these reasons to get a, a discounted property, take advantage of good interest rates and buy something and do it up to your own personal style. Yes, there's a lot of information on the market about buy-to-lets needing to be 
and magnolia on the walls and having neutral colored carpets and white bathroom suites, white kitchens. We're getting to a stage where actually you can be a little bit more experimental with that. I mean, last year in my bathroom of one of my Bytelettes, I put a dark charcoal wall and it looks beautiful. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it, but um, my uh, Chris's uh, auntie said to me, Natasha, I think it would look really good. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna look until you put it on the wall. She put it on the wall and I thought, oh, I love this. And it's given me some ideas for how I can do the kitchens and the rest of my properties. So I've slowly got into it after buying property, but I wish that it had kind of, it'd been my driving force from the beginning because I didn't realize how creative I could get with it. So if you're a creative type of person, you love the interior design or you want to get into interior design, why not? Why not use all the benefits of investing in property right now to get in? Number seven, technology makes it possible to invest from anywhere. And I am living proof of this. I, at the moment, I'm in New York and I run my UK-based property portfolio from New York. I am the property manager. <laughs> and I do realize that when I moved, I thought, how are you going to do this, Natasha? But technology makes it really, really simple. And I put out a blog last week about how I manage the top 10 uh, things that help me manage my property portfolio from New York and actually it's a lot simpler so I'll put the post to the blog in the show notes below but it doesn't matter where you are there's a lot of people who are actually saying to me at the moment I've seen loads of people do this which is really cool people a lot of my property investment mastery members and even people in my members club are saying to me I want to buy a motorhome and just go touring Europe or the world how cool is that and you can definitely do it all you need is an internet connection and internet is pretty much widely available everywhere I've traveled a lot of the world and never not had internet even to the extent that I was on a small little island out uh <laughs> outside of Cambodia and the owner of the pub is it a pub beach bar that was there honestly it took six and a half hours by boat to get out to this tiny little island and he said to me oh don't worry I've got wi-fi everybody has wi-fi most places have wi-fi so you can run your property portfolio and you do not need to be online all the time 24 7 it's always good to have a break sh shut off and go and see whatever it is that you're going to see but it's not as difficult as people make it out to be you just need to make sure that you've got good contacts on the ground my blog explains it i'll put the details in the show notes number eight commercial have you thought about investing in commercial property? Now, here's my thing. A reason for investing in commercial property this year is the fact that we're roughly 10 years after the, after the 2008 recession. And as a commercial surveyor, around about just after 2008, Property, rents for commercial units were still quite high. We got five years later, so after the, so if you didn't know, for commercial premises, usually you'd have a rent review after year five. We got to year five and the bounce back between what had happened in the 2008 recession and going to 2013, 2014, and rents had skyrocketed. And that was started off in London and then spread. Uh, I remember having a look at rents in Bath and thinking, 
my gosh, what retailer, what restaurateur, what office space is paying this? But because the economy strengthened so quickly in that period, businesses were going to pay those higher rents. And I remember when I was doing rent reviews, I doubled some of the rents quite easily, quite easily. And businesses were prepared to pay it. Five years later, here we are. And again, we are on the brink of, we don't know what's going to happen. And we've had since 2016, since the referendum happened, we've had 18 months of real, real business uncertainty. They're not sure, quite sure what's going to happen. And also with the influx of online shopping and that taking over us being able to order something on Amazon or eBay in the morning and we get it at our homes by the evening retailers have really been hit hard and this has caused them to struggle so this year rents are going to have to come down this rent review pattern rents are going to have to come down or stay the same to encourage tenants to stay in the units because the other thing is usually with rent review clauses you'll get a break clause so if the tenant can't afford the new rent that's being proposed and they don't see any other thing any other way out they'll they'll put their break in which might also mean that we start seeing lower lower rents being negotiated the good thing about commercial premises is that commercial premises are valued on investment value. So rent, rents are capitalized based upon a yield. And I, if you want more information on this, you're going to have to ask me directly and I can explain it to you. I don't, I'm, not go, I'm not going to explain it to you right now in this podcast. But the basis of it is that rents are capitalized based upon the yield. So the lower the rent, the lower the value of the property. So if rents are being negotiated low at the moment, that means that you can pick up an investment at a lower price. Then what you've got to do is over the next five years between now and the next lease event where either you've got a lease renewal or maybe you've got a rent review, maybe your rent review pattern is slightly shorter. You need to figure out a way in which you can make you can help that business uh, boost its income and be able to pay that higher rent or the economy might pick up and you never know, Brexit might be absolutely incredible for the UK and we uh, go out there and, I don't know, something incredible happens. I, I don't know what that is right now. Hmm. But anyway, imagine everything is like amazing. And then your retail, your retail premises, your restaurant premises, your leisure premises, your office premises, whatever you have got in that property picks up then you can start charging higher rents in five years time because you can negotiate a higher, uh, you'll be able to negotiate that increase in rent, which means that your investment value goes up, which means that you've made money simply by agreeing a higher rent at rent review. It's a possibility. And it's definitely something that I've done. I've talked a lot, a lot about it in the past. Uh, be tactical, but commercial is something that you can definitely be tactical with. And mortgages are, uh, you get a commercial mortgage based upon investment value. So as I've just said, the investment value is calculated in a completely different way. This is a, a global standard, everybody. This doesn't just happen in the UK, it happens across the board. Um, so use it as a tactic, but if rents aren't great at the moment, they have that ability to pick up. So make sure that you're capitalizing on that. Number nine, Reasons to invest in property in 2019. If you wanted to get to know a new area, now's the time. 
if you're living somewhere and you think, oh, do you know what? I'd love to know what Hull's like, or I'd love to go and visit Carlisle, or I would really, really like to get down to Newquay, and that would be a really great place for me to invest in property. Why not spend a year researching that area and buying there? There's nothing stopping you from buying in a new location, even if you need to stay, your, your home needs to be in where you're living right now. Then number 10, property investment is for you if you loved if you love project management, you really like being super organized and you're a people person. If you're looking for a change of career this year and those are the things that really motivate you, property management, uh, project management, your organization skills, you have to be really on the ball to be in property investment. And you love people because all you're doing is dealing with people. Yeah, you might think that it's a bricks and mortar thing, but it's the people that come with it that really make or break a deal. And property investment is for you this year. If it suits your personality, why not give it a try? For all of the other reasons I've mentioned in these 10 reasons for investing in property in 2019. So I hope that's been uh, really given you some food for thought and fueled that passion. If it's something that's burning inside of you and you thought, oh, I really want to get into property investment. I really do. This is my thing. Then this year is the year for you. Seriously, it really is the year for you. And I'm going to put below how you can get in contact with me if you want to ask any more questions. Join the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group because that is the best place to start. Speaking of the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group, I have had a question this week that somebody, a member, Sean, would like me to answer. He's written, Natasha, at a cert, he's at a certain age and he's got a couple of buy-to-lets. He's flipped five or six properties over the last four years and he's looking to build more of a passive hands-off strategy over the next 12 months as his motorhome beckons. What would you suggest? Service accommodation, HMO, so houses of multiple occupation or commercial? Uh, great question, Sean. I've had the pleasure to speak to Sean on a number of occasions. Well, you seem to want a easier life than being so hands on. And quite frankly, HMOs, House of Multiple Occupation, unless you've got a really, really good property manager who's going to just take everything off of your hands, I would suggest that that's quite time consuming, mainly because Houses of Multiple Occupation, you've got those individual tenants in each of the individual rooms and you are going to... Um, you're going to have to look after each of the, those rooms as tenants come in and out, which inevitably they do. Usually uh, tenants stay for shorter periods of time, so six to 12 months. You'll have to go in there, have a look. What needs doing? Do you need to organize any furniture? And I get that your property manager will do that for you, but they're obviously going to have to get in contact with you and ask questions. They're going to get in contact with you and say, can you sign this lease? Or can you have a look at this? Release deposits? whatever it is. And so from that point of view, it's difficult for that to be a more of a hands-off investment. Service accommodation. Well, if you're having a static motorhome and you're just going to live uh, maybe in a, in a park or you're going to stay there sometimes, um, then maybe you could get a service accommodation that was close by that you could look after and get a cleaner uh, to go in and look after it. I have a service accommodation 
I must admit, I have to log into Airbnb most days uh, to have a look at what's going on. I'm in constant contact with my cleaners. Um, more often than not, I've got different things going on, guests texting me, um, having to make sure that the keys are in the right place at the right time. I find it really rewarding. It doesn't take me that long on a daily basis, maybe 10 to 15 minutes maximum, but it does require me having to remember to log in and do it. And even on my day-to-day -day business, I get so busy and when all of the messages flash up from Airbnb, if I miss it and I don't see the notifications, then that can look really bad on me if I don't get back in contact with them for 24 hours. So you do have to be on the ball quite often. Um, but again, as long as you've got a good cleaner and a key safe system, it can be a hands-off investment, but depends on how long you want to spend testing to guests. The reason I suggest that you do that rather than outsourcing that is that these serviced accommodation property managers charge 20%, which is disgusting. It's a horrible fee. Why, you wouldn't, why are you paying 20% to anybody? Um, it's just terrible. Um, so I wouldn't advise you do that. But if you don't mind spending the 15 minutes on Airbnb a day and then sending uh, information through to your cleaners and making sure that that's all good, then... Um, fabulous you know that would be the investment for you but if you can afford commercial I would say that commercial is the most hands-off investment because you can get a commercial tenant to go into the property then you can give it to a commercial property manager and you get rent every quarter you know that the tenant is in there for the long term they're also paying the service charge so your property manager can look after the externals maintenance that's not coming out of your pocket and if you want a little bit of diversity in your portfolio you could put residential on top so you could buy a mixed use and if you've got a couple of flats above the uh, commercial then you could put um one service accommodation in there and one long let and then let your property manager manage it so you could have a little bit of diversity there and you can be as hands-on or hands-off as you want but hiring a really good commercial property manager they would look after everything for you so and you get the rent regularly there's far more flexibility with commercial you have fought far more rights as a landlord so if it gets to the point where you know things aren't going right they've not paid the rent for however long you can forfeit the lease get your commercial property managers to do that and get a new tenant in quickly and you've got uh, the options of things like pop-up stores and there's some great uh, great 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 people out there who can find pop-up tenants for you and if you don't want retail you could put leisure in so you could put a gym in your commercial unit or you could put uh, office space in your commercial unit just Go for who's looking for commercial premises in the area you want to buy in. And that means that you're always going to get tenants. And if you've got a good commercial surveyor on your hands, they're going to be able to advise you on that. So I hope that's answered your question. Well, here we go. We're at the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming and joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you here. As always, if you've liked this podcast, don't forget to hit like remember to leave me a five star review and share this on your favorite social media platform again i am going to put the link below to the property investment mastery facebook group and the blog that i said i was going to post a link about and if you want to read any more of my blogs then head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk thank you for joining me today i will catch up with you next week